Hi everyone, it's Ewan. Just a quick note before the podcast starts. We, as seems to happen whenever you try and do things on the internet, we had random technical issues while recording this podcast, so Calm's audio is not the level of quality I would like it to be. I wish I could tell you why, but I can't. So I'm going to try some stuff before we do the next episode. But um, yeah, apologies in advance. Hopefully it'll get better. Anyway, on with the show. I need to remember to log into Monster Hunter today. Why? Is there something special? Because it's the Harvest Festival. What does that mean? It means it's all it's all Halloween-y. And when I oh. log in, I get special tickets to get a special Halloween armor. Oh, okay. And I want the special Halloween oh. armor because it looks cool. That probably means the Festival of the Lost is starting soon as well in Destiny. Huh. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I love how your MMO bullshit game... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, this is the Game Engine Start podcast for the 9th of October 2018. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. And for those of us in the northern specific area of the world where we are, uh, it's suddenly become winter. Holy shit. And yeah. Like, it happened. It seemed to happen in the space of about two days that it went from being okay to being all cold all the time. As is the case in Scotland, where there are two, there are two seasons. There is the cold times and the slightly less cold times. Yeah, and that's it's it. all varying degrees of cold. But like, I know, like, I had to go before we started recording and go put a hoodie on because it's it's not. Yeah, as warm I, as I've like had I've like had storm central heating on on a couple of days just because it's so cold. Yep. Um, Holy fucking shit! It's, I hate I'm, this country sometimes. I'm just I'm just hoping it means that we're gonna like. I don't know, there's like levels of cold that I enjoy. Like, I'm generally a warm-blooded person where I prefer the cold rather than like obscene amounts of heat. Like, I will take a brisk autumn day as my favourite. That's fine. Yes, I I much prefer cold to hot. Yes, like this year, especially during the summer. I mean, I'm sure we talked about it in here, but during the like July, June, July, August. like heat wave. We were dying. Dying. I have never experienced... That kind of that kind of having to deal with something like that, where we like had to pay money and get a proper fan, or we were actually just going to never be yeah. able to. It was horrible. So Sweat hope, your nuts off. So I'm hoping, yeah, basically. So I'm hoping that um, this means that we're just going to get a nice winter and not something that um, is going to actually just like lock us in our houses for the amount of snow we're going to get. But who the fuck knows at this point? I mean, yeah, getting locked in your house isn't the worst thing. No, when you have true. video games to play, when you have video games and you have heat. You're probably all right. I mean, yeah, when you have central heating and you can just sit and play video games. This is literally worse. like this is like so. Obviously, we're we're at the point now where we're starting to look at maybe buying a proper a place. And oh, yeah. I was I've been thinking about this for a while. It's like the the advantages of buying a place as opposed to like renting it. And one of the big things is like when you rent a place, the boiler is not your problem. Like yes, you you're you have some you're, you're literally paying someone to deal with that for you, and if the boiler goes, you can shout at them and go, "I need a boiler because I'm freezing." Yeah. When you own the boiler, you it's have to also sort like that the shit. high. It's also on like the high priority list of oh shit, one of the properties has their boiler destroyed, so they fix it like super exactly. fast. It's always yeah. a thing, but like when the boiler then is your problem, you then have to do the thing of like okay. 
do I just pay the extra insurance to make sure that if the boiler does go, that it's someone else's responsibility? What the fuck do I do? Yeah, it's an it's one of those things. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's nothing to take into account for this, and I don't like it. I don't like the idea of being a grown up. It's scary. No, I, it's the thing. It's the thing that, um, like, I've now been told by our parents that I should think about um, buying a place now that I actually have like a career as opposed to a job. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm just like, ah, yeah, but then I have to worry about like what if something breaks? I yep. have to deal with it and like. Mm-hmm the boiler or like one of the radiators or like the hot water goes off it's like i have to deal with it at that point yep, that's that's a, that's a that's thing a scary idea yeah but you also have the advantage of like it's it's weird right because when you own the place i imagine that you're going to be more careful with the like the this you're going to be more careful generally with the 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 place itself but also yeah, sure. like here when you're renting like you have to worry about like fuck if i so like i we I re-dyed my wife's hair over the over the weekend or last weekend, and it's one of those things which is like I don't know if you've ever dyed hair or been around no. anyone who's dyed hair before. That dye is terrifying stuff. Like it will stain anything forever if it goes on anything that's not hair. Is that our kind of point, right? Well, yes, but also like you have to take into account of like where are we going to do this where we're going to cause the minimum amount of damage that will cause us to lose our deposit. Like, that kind of decision. And it's like, okay, we'll do it in the bath, and then hopefully that means it won't stick to ceramics, and it will all be fine. But who actually knows? And then, like, I'm wearing gloves, and the gloves need to go in the bag without touching anything else, because if I touch the wall, there's now just this purple stain on the wall. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then also, like, when you own the place, it's going to be like, no, these are my fucking floors. Fuck you and your dad. Yeah. Like, no, this is... We're gonna... You're not dying, you're here in my house. Exactly. I know I'm not going to lose any money, but it's also my fucking floor. So yeah. we need to be more careful with it. Um, yeah, I'm really worried that I'm going to become that person who, like, we would get our own place and people come over. I'm like, fucking use coasters. Like, I don't want to be well, that person. It's going to be unfucking un- bearable. Yeah. I, I'm... You're already unbearable when people come over to your house, but when it's your place, it's going to be really How bad. am I unbearable? What the... What? Just using coasters and not putting your feet up on things. It's my fucking table. I bought that table. See what I mean? This is how it starts. <laughs> this is starts. why I don't want to come to your house when you own it. It's... <laughs> It's fine. There'll be a room where we can just like f- do whatever the fuck we want in it, so it's fine. Uh, that's but fine. Yeah. I'll be assigned a room. It's like you can have fuck- a room that your wife can lock us in when we come yeah, over for just, you can- and just leave us. Go fuck this room up. It's fine. We don't care. It's all right. Um. Yeah. So speaking of grown ups, video game stuff. Yeah. Should also probably should also probably apologize like in advance. Like the technical setup of today has been a nightmare. The voice might go very strange, or random. We've had a lot. Of we were here on the recording, right? Is that well? In, in case it fucks up from your end, like oh, okay, right. D- so just in advance, it might, this might be worse than normal. I have no idea how this is going to sound in the recording, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Do you have Do you have much, or do you want me to go first? I've got a couple of things. Okay. Well, we'll do we'll not... do we'll do one each then. Um, okay. So the big thing for me, and one of the reasons why I was okay, kind of delaying for a week, was that the Life is Strange two first episode came out. Yeah. Um, and I am so I'm super excited about this thing. I'd played. We talked on here about um Captain Strange. Captain Strange? No, is that what they're called? Captain Awesome. Captain Awesome, yeah. Captain Spirit. Captain, Captain Spirit. Spirit. The Awesome Adventures yeah. of Captain Spirit. That was the name of yeah. the, that was the name of the thing. Um, and how that was kind of their 
they're set up for Life is Strange 2 and that was kind of what they're investigating and then Life is Strange 2 is the proper actual sequel to this thing. Um, it's very much one of those things that the less you know going in, the more impactful it is. So I'm not really yeah. going to talk about any direct story points, but there's some stuff in there that I will say like, one, it definitely, it is without question the best looking one of those games they've ever done. Um, like there are scenes in that game where so there's a lot of it takes place in like very kind of outdoors, like forest camp style areas, like down by lakes and rivers and all this kind of stuff, very much outdoors, natural environments. And there are some sections of that game that just look fucking incredible. Like there are some really good looking sections in that game and they've really honed in on the kind of mix between watercolor and realism that they're kind of going for. Um, to the point where there's some, yeah, like I say, there's some, some moments in that thing that are just really, really good looking. And it really yeah. feels like they fixed. I remember that your problem with one of those games, with the games before, was the the lip syncing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it really, really threw me out of it. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, it, like, it's on Unreal Engine now. Um, and it definitely feels like they've got past a lot of that. Like, the interactions between the, the characters that are there are really well done. There's a lot of very subtle face, like, Face acting, that's not a fucking term. Face you know, acting. Face you acting, know. you know. Acting with the face. Exactly. Um, there's a lot of kind of emotional tells in there that are a lot more subtle than when you go back and look at, like, the the like the original series of Walking Dead from Telltale. Like, they were mm. exaggerated because they were dealing with, like, very kind of low-poly models and stuff like that. They, there's a lot more subtlety in a lot of this stuff. Um, the voice acting is outstanding. Like, there's some... Even the, even the, the young kids, the younger brother... Um, yeah. who video games have not had a great track record of dealing with younger children in terms of voice no. acting where like yeah. they, they kind of come ac- come across maybe very amateurish like no these the, yeah. the kid's real good he's very very it's good the same in like movies and stuff like that as well oh, it's totally. like, it's, there's it's, a lot of bad child actors in the world yeah. that's... it's not a uniquely video game thing but it seems like video games yeah. get it hard sometimes um, but no the, so the interaction between the two brothers is is very very good there's a lot of like i knew what i i didn't know much going into it i knew that it was a story between story about two brothers i knew that they were the main the main characters of the game i knew there was going to be some interact like the interactions between the two of them was going to be um important and there's a thing where so do you remember in the first game there would be some so there would be like your big decisions where like time would just stop and you choose one of two things yeah i remember it was like at the end of like the second episode where it was like that girl jumping off the roof right it was well there was that but there was also like um i think it's the end of or it's, i think it's actually in the first episode of the first game where it's like where you're you're hiding in chloe's cupboard and like her dad comes in and like oh yeah do you right, like yeah where the screen kind of splits in half almost so that they've they've doubled down on some of that stuff where like sometimes there are now like three choices and stuff like that and it ha- seems to happen more in this game, um. But also there was always the moments where you would like you would just do something and then the little butterfly would appear and you're like oh shit it like the telltale they will remember that thing, and I'm like oh so what happens now is that icon is still there but the icon is it's like a drawing it's like a sketch of two wolves like a like a big wolf and a small wolf. And sometimes the, the decision you'll make, the small wolf will be highlighted, as mm-hmm. in that's a decision that affects the younger brother 
as opposed to the older brother and vice versa and sometimes it's both of them so it's a really interesting part of like you'll do some stuff and it's like oh shit like i've now affected the younger brother and um right um but yeah and yeah like i I don't really want to get into any story stuff it has a phenomenal start like it really hits hard very quickly and it goes goes, so from the, the stuff that i've read it's like going in a different sort of like tonal direction very much so very much so So, like the first game was very much like a and i I only kind of know this having seen stuff afterwards but it's very much going in the first game very much went in like a kind of it's like a teen high school drama thing with a but like but going into subjects you don't normally see and that kind of stuff but it was still very much centered around the high school and the interaction between people at school yeah and the, the main character's lives this is a very different thing. They are they are taking the story out of the suburbs for sure and taking sure. it out into the larger world. The they they are very very explicit that okay actually not explicit. It took some time to realize what they were getting at, but this is definitely our world in 2016, mm-hmm. where there is a text conversation. So like like the first game, it has like. When you get in there and you actually see the menus and stuff like that, they have a, one of the, the the pages in the menus is like you can look through all the text conversations on the main, on Sean's phone. Sean, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Um, <laughs> it's one of those weird things where, like, even after hearing a lot, the main two characters' names I cannot remember, and that's not yeah. a bad thing. I just they because they don't anyway. Um, you look through all the text conversations on their phones. So you see, like, oh, that's a conversation with his best friend, and that's a conversation with like his running coach, and all this kind of stuff. And you just like, there's a lot of text messages you can look through to get history of how we got to this point. And there's a right. cut, there's a line, there's like a four line text conversation in there that's done from that's dated October 2016, and. You look at an issue and you're like, I don't get what this is talking about. And then you look at the date and Google it and it's like, no, they were watching the 2016 presidential debates and that's exactly what they're talking about in those Ah, four lines. And you're like, oh, okay. So it's very much our world at that time doing stuff like, and it's, yeah, that, that stuff features heavily without getting into specifics, like kind of what america was like at that time is very yeah. much part of this so like that's what uh, i've been hearing is that they focus a lot more politically as opposed to like yeah. small town high school drama yeah so. like it should say a lot like the main character like the family that they follow the main character and his brother and, and dad's like they are of mexican descent I, I, they're yeah. unclear about whether they are first generation whether or whether the kids were obviously born here but whether the dad came over or all that kind of stuff it doesn't know yeah, yeah. but they're very much like of mexican descent um, and that plays into chunks of the story, but it's sure. not the be all and end all. It is, but it's it it sets up probably what they're it's going. It's the for. framework for yeah, the story totally. to build around, and it know. definitely seems like it's going to be. And it was what I left from that first episode is like I don't know where they're going to take this, but that's a good thing. Like the end of the first episode very much wraps with here is the setup for probably where this is going, but how you get. The stuff that happens between A and B, like, I have zero idea what's coming. And that's a good thing. That's good, yeah. Um, And, yeah, the... Remember, this is going to be kind of cryptic for people listening, but do you remember what you said that if Life is Strange 2 is just X movie, but done via, like, the Life is Strange thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 
looks like it's kind of going that direction. Let's oh, look at that. Cool. Um, so yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, check it, out. it solves a lot of, like I said, it solves a lot of the problems, I think, or or at least makes a good stab at a lot of the problems that, that people had. What, um, with the first what did you play it on? PC. PC. Yeah. Um, it and runs great. Everything, everything okay? So Why? it, yes, like technically it's totally fine. I, there is a, it's, it should say a lot that there is a very high graphics mode in there that I toned down because the frame rate wasn't holding up and that was i don't know whether that was because i was also using a steam link which i've now realized has problems with some of that stuff if it's kind of ah, on okay. the high end but like yeah. it's an unreal engine game so it will run pretty well and everything i was running on high and it was totally fine and looked amazing so maybe that extra step is not worth it um but yeah it runs totally fine like i've had zero problems zero technical issues yeah nothing it's been great um soundtrack is great as well they've gone harder into licensed stuff now where like tail end of that episode has a block party track from 2006 i think whatever that whenever that oh, first really? album came out yeah um so is, that it, was, what, is it the one is it one of the two that people would know yeah it's banquet so it's the other one yeah the second single um so yeah, and that was why I was listening to a lot of Block Party during the week, and I was like, "Oh right, that first album was really fucking good." And then yeah, um, go back into that. But yeah, so there's a lot of licensed stuff in there, uh, very much of the same genre as you would expect. Um, yeah, and there's also there's a um, there's like a sketching mechanic in there now. So remember, like in the first game, uh, Max would like she was a photographer, so like there was there were sections of the game where you would be like. There are specific photos you could take that were kind of the collectibles of the game. In this, um, he he's, he sketches. That's that's his thing. Um, so there are sections of the thing where you will sit down on a thing, see a good view, and then go, "Okay, I need to sketch this thing out." And there's a little mini games, maybe a bit too generous, but there's a section of like that pretty nicely emulates real sketching in a video game. Like I was kind of impressed with how they do it, especially visually. Um, so that was a really nice touch as well, right, um, sure. and there's some there's some really good kind of customization in there as well that is is new as well. Where so your main character's got a um, the it's a yeah your main character's got a backpack that he, he has the whole game that is kind of core to a lot of the stuff they're doing. Mm. But you can unlock like patches and like attachments to your for your backpack that you can then customize and customize your uh, your younger brother's stuff which i thought was a really nice touch and it shows up in all the cutscenes and all that kind of stuff um which was good and it seems like as well obviously again without getting into story like money yeah. plays more of a part in this game where like you open the the inventory there's an inv- there's a proper inventory now like a like a bag inventory of here's all the stuff you have in your backpack and there's just like a straight up wallet with a number on it like you have thirty dollars and oh, okay. they very quickly get into like this is going to be a thing you're going to have to worry about, um, hmm. and we'll really so you and it's an interesting thing not from the terms of like gameplay but from the terms of like a lot of the decisions you're going to have to make are not just based on is this a good decision or bad decision it might just be like I just don't have the money to be able to make this, this decision which is another level of like making those decisions harder or more meaningful yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very good. I'm super excited to see where they go with it. Um, it's uh, there's no nothing about the second episode yet, but like I said, the first episode was only last week. So um, I'm excited. They're doing they 
they're doing some cool stuff with it that I was not expecting. So people should people should have a look at it, especially if you like the first game. Like, there's definitely stuff in there for sure. Um, so yeah, what, what was what was your big thing over the? Uh, so I've got I've got a couple of things. Um, so firstly, I like literally just about an hour ago finished uh, Danganronpa two. Right. I finally just stuck stuck my head down and went, I need to get through this so that yep. I can get on to three when it comes up. Holy fucking shit, what a video game that is. Really? Jesus okay. fucking Christ. Like, <laughs> it it goes places. Like, that fucking last chapter is so bizarre, and it's, it's awesome. It's like, so is great. It, is it bizarre for the sake of being bizarre, or does it make logical no, sense within the game? It is it's bizarre for the sake of, like, tying everything together. Right. So, like, at the very start of the game, when I started two, and I was talking to my friend about it, and he was saying, yeah, see all the things that like you don't that doesn't make sense and you think are weird right now, they'll explain everything by the end of it. And I was like, ah, that's bollocks, like they can't explain everything. They literally explain everything that is weird in that huh. game. Okay. And contextualize it in the right way in that universe. It's fucking nuts. But like the like those six chapters and chapter six is just like it's like reveal after plot point after twist after plot point after reveal and it just keeps going on and on and on it's ridiculous (laughs) okay but yeah it's so good i'm excited to play three and just finally be done with it and cool be able to like see how they end it because i've got no idea what the fuck they're gonna do how many games um, are there in that series there's three three. right there's three main games and one spinoff that i've been told don't play the spinoff because oh really okay the story is apparently very important and very good but the gameplay is not so i'm gonna try and figure out a way of experiencing the story without playing it fair enough um but yes i've done that um so for everybody on the internet on this podcast who was tired of you and talking about destiny for four years um for like one and a half episodes but sure for like four years uh yep. mm-hmm. you're now all getting like to listen to me talk about fire pro wrestling world because i've now played that game and <laughs> i get to talk about wrestling for a long time so okay, yep fire pro wrestling world recently had its dlc expansion with new japan pro wrestling where they bought out a dlc pack where they put all a bunch of wrestlers into fire pro so uh, fire pro is the this is the 2d isometric wrestling game yeah, right so fire pro wrestling world is the revival of the fire pro genre like series of games which i can't remember when they stopped but revival in the modern world yes yeah, it's, it's it's isometric it's kind of 2d kind of 3d it's a weird sort of sprite based thing yeah um but it is more focused on the sort of like Instead of the the WWE games, which are very focused on like weird mini games within mini games and systems, and it just kind of builds on itself. Fire Pro is much more about the no, you should be able to like do the cool shit and do it easily, but you have to like set up for it like you would in an actual wrestling match, right? Okay, um, so it's trying to so, go for more actually how the flow of those matches go. As yeah, kind to... of. So it's like the the entirety of a match is based on like you wearing your opponent down to hit your bigger moves. So you have like light medium and heavy grapples that will chain into one another like you can't pull off a heavy grapple without your opponent being weak enough so you have to do light grapples to get them into that way Mm. um you also have to like stagger them to do top rope moves and like everything that you would normally see in a wrestling match is set up in fire pro sure uh and it's all fairly easy to pull off instead of it being like there are multiple types of grapple and you have to like chain them into one another it's like a when you approach your opponent you instantly lock up and it's a timing-based thing about when you lock up when your move goes off. So you have to hit your button at the right moment 
for the move to go off essentially mm-hmm. so it's all like one big timing mini game essentially for your moves to go off um and they have like a really in-depth like character customization thing that you can do all sorts of crazy things with like you can just go and browse the steam workshop and look at all the crazy things that people have made right so because uh, all the because remember all the because this was a this was originally a console game right that this that came out fire as, pro was yeah yeah fire pro like, and they, they had their own internal like Here's our list of created characters, or here's the list of created characters that people. Yeah, about so they up. when when it came when it came out at first, there were no the, because it was just Fire Pro. It's on. There's no licenses for anything, so it was all like people who looked like people but with strange names. It was that sort of idea. It was all implied. This is who this is, right? Um, but people bolstered that just by making the real people being like, "No, there you go, download it." Sure. Uh, but now they have all the New Japan people who are actual real, yes, good wrestlers. Um, so the the main additions that have come in with the New Japan thing are, like I said, all the like I can't remember how many. I think it's like thirty New Japan wrestlers have all been imported into the game with their likenesses, their intros, their music, and their move sets. So you can now take all of that stuff and do all of that with your own custom characters as well. So if you want to steal people's moves, you totally can. Right. Um, but the main thing that they've implemented is the fighting road, the story, which is like your uh, rise to New Japan stardom, create a wrestler story mode. Right. Um, and much like Danganronpa, it is presented in the style of a visual novel. Amazing. <laughs> it is bizarre. <laughs> it is so strange. Uh, because it is literally just like your rise to New Japan stardom, but it is just told from the like most... Uh, stereotypical like oh man I'm such a big fan and I I do wrestling and I'm going to be the best and everybody's going to be my friend and it's all going to be great so like you the first thing you do is like you go to the you go to a New Japan trial at one of the New Japan dojos mm. and the people that watch you in the trial which is essentially just like visual novel visual novel have a match visual novel that's the sure. entire setup for this thing um, so you go to the trial and the people watching you are like two New Japan legends and one of the biggest names in New Japan ever are there at the trial watching you. Nice. So you you have your match and then you go to the back and then the big star comes to the back and talks to you about how, oh, hey, you know, you've got some real talent, but you could use some work. You're like, oh, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. This is going to be great. So it's this like really, really stereotypical stars in their eyes story of you going through New Japan. So you like meet you meet like all the big names, like you meet Hiroshi Tanahashi and like um Naito and like Nagata and all these people you meet within like the first half hour of the game. Um they all just like flock to you saying, like, oh no, you've got real talent and we're gonna help you and you're gonna be the best. So you're like, Yeah, thanks, Tanahashi, we're friends now. This is great. <laughs> um it's it's so weird, it's so it's bizarre, but it's kind of endearing and the kind of like the, the same way that you watch like stereotypical anime and like yeah you know the beats that are gonna happen but it's still nice to sit it's and how they it do happen. it is the yeah yeah so, so like interesting so thing. your your character in this thing is a custom or can yep. be like a custom created thing so how are they mm-hmm. how are they represented in like the visual novel stuff like is this got like You're, a headshot so, but, so no because it's a visual novel it's the the camera is you so you're oh. looking at other people got you so you don't actually see the only time you see your created character is when they're in the ring right uh and yeah, that cast that cast the uh, character customization thing is fucking deep. Like it's, it goes places. It's, 
it's it, it's insane how deep you can go with your character customization. There's like it, it presents it like um, Photoshop, where there are like layers. Yep. And there are multiple layers that you can stack on top of each other and color differently and orientate them. And, and so that's been forever just going like, what the fuck do I do here? Like, I'm not creative. I can't sit and... So, well, yeah, there's, the, there's like layers of like... Because you can set up your custom character to have its own AI that makes sense for that character, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, and that, so I like, saw that when you and, Yeah. Yeah. When you, after you finish like customizing the look of your character, you then have to customize their like entire moveset. And that is deep like there is a lot there and it's all really specific context stuff so there's like the standard like light medium heavy grapples and then whatever direction you're holding when you do that that's normal but then there's like what move do they do when they're on the top rope what if they're on the top rope and you hit a button that's different to the other button what happens if you're running at the top rope and you hit that button what happens if you're running at the side of the ring jumping to the outside. What if you're on the outside going to the Jeez. inside? What move are they going to do there? So it's like moves on top of moves on top of moves that you can pick whatever you want to go anywhere as long as it works in context. And what moves are good for your character depending on your that AI routine thing. Yeah, yeah. So you can choose essentially their like tenacity, like their mental style mm-hmm. um, and the wrestling style, which is like you can be a striker you can be like a heavyweight you can be a super junior so a guy who does like a bunch of jumps and flips like right. a whole like that so you can pick one of those and the moves that are in your movesets match up to your kind of abilities so like juniors are good at high flying and technical wrestling so if you pick a bunch of high flying and technical wrestling moves the damage numbers don't change but the amount of energy that your character expends to do those moves is lessened mm. so if you chain a whole bunch of moves that work with your wrestling style you can do more of those moves essentially right okay you can also pick any of those moves to be your finisher or signature moves huh. so your signature moves will do more damage and your finisher move is like supposed to be your ultimate like end the match style thing mm. and you can pick anything you can pick any of those moves to be your finishers so you could have like your finisher being uh like running dive off the top rope to the outside of the ring if you want that to be your finisher that's your finisher so you can just do it nice it's it's kind of cool like you don't have to pick something specific you can do something as simple as like a ddt to be your finisher and it's 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 kind of a cool and neat idea yeah Um, and yeah going through that story is just like it's one like it's not lucky coincidences it's just like you win matches and then everybody's your friend like i've not had any sort of rivalry or anything i was yet. gonna say is there like is there like branching plot points at that so point? there's a so there's a point at which not branching but i assume there's a branch further down the line but you get to the point where you do your trial and everything and you become the the kind of like the rookies of new japan that are called young lions mm. um and they have a very specific progression within New Japan, which is you do a bunch of you do a bunch of matches with the, the legends and the actual wrestlers to try and learn from them. And then once you get to a specific point, you go away on what's called international excursion. So you pick a promotion from around the world to go to and right. like learn there before coming back to New Japan as an actual wrestler. So when you finish your young lion stuff you then go away to america to a fake wwe wrestling company because they didn't license and that stuff I'm you can't license wwe so you get a fake wwe that has a bunch of fake really heavily implied characters in it that you then wrestle in before going back to new japan and how, how close are they to actual rest actual wwe wrestlers 
Can you look the at it and go, are... that's quite clearly this person? Yeah, you can right. pretty much go, yeah, I know who that is. Like, the name's different, but you can go, like, yeah, I know what you're going for here. Right. It's that sort of Because that was always the thing about the original Fire Pro, right? Was, like, it shipped to the bunch of characters that were like, I know who you're going for, but this name yeah, is just definitely pretty not. pretty much. Right. It's, and they're doing the same thing here. Got you. And I think that the first choice that I'm going to get that comes out is going to be when I go back to New Japan. Like, New Japan... The way the wrestling is set up, it's all kind of faction based. So there right. are like major factions within New Japan, and I'm probably going to have to pick one of those. That's probably going to be where the choice happens gotcha. of joining one of these factions. Gotcha. Uh, but I don't know if I've got that far yet. So, is there been any, uh, like the, obviously I don't care that much about the wrestling. The stuff that kind of <laughs> the kind of stuff that interests me about this is like all the kind of business side of all this nonsense. So, like, is there yeah. any is there any weird like? people missing from the new japan that they couldn't get a license for for some reason or weird like that no like the people basically the people that are missing from new japan there's only like a few that are missing that i would want and it's Mm. probably because like they are more spread out over the world so there are like people that are that are the new japan wrestlers like your kenny omegas and your roshi tanahashi's and those people that are the new japan people Mm -hmm. but then there are people like well osprey who's a guy from england who is always in new japan and is like a mainstay of the new japan roster but also goes and wrestles in other companies across the world because new oh, japan let you do that oh so, so, the, so like you're you don't like you're not signed with new japan no, you're like contracted like you're, you're, you're signed but you're contracted by new japan but the contract lets you go and wrestle in other places interesting like okay new japan are way more or less prohibitive than like wwe because they realize that these people have to go and earn a living and yeah, have to exactly. go and like out and ship their goods right so it's that makes yeah, sense so, so there are there are people like that that they can't get but all of the mainstays of new japan like the people that you would want to be there are all sure. there so that's kind of the important thing is sure. that you have the main names which is what they're it was always interesting um, to see just like along the same lines i was watching people play um the new Prevo game that came out this year, yeah, it just it just because it brought back memories of me going around to my mate's house and playing a bunch of Prevo when I was like sixteen or whatever, yeah. And um, it's interesting to see since obviously FIFA has the FIFA brand and they get a bunch of stuff, the bits that Prevo can get and the bits that they can't get. So like yeah. the, the entire Scottish Scottish Premier League is in there. So like Celtic and Rangers are there as Celtic yeah. and Rangers, but then like. A bunch of teams from the English leagues are not there because they couldn't get those licenses, and it just sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It sounds like the management of licenses like this is kind of nuts. Where... Oh yeah, like I don't, I, I, I don't begrudge these people for trying to get it. Totally, but like it, it was probably okay for them because they actually like signed a partnership deal. Yeah. So they are. Like if you're working with New Japan, it's within their interest to yeah, help like out and get all pro- that stuff. The Fire Pro name is like on the ring now in New Japan. It's like a major sponsor for them. Is this, is this the so only? It's... I was going to say because is this the only New Japan video game out there? Yeah. Yep. So because this is this is now the New Japan video game, and it's right. like a really important time for them to be the New Japan game because New Japan is like skyrocketing it's in getting popularity bigger. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, it's. It's pretty good for them. It's interesting to see that this thing, which is like... Because, like, who's the developer of this? Is it some oh, unknown? Spike Chunsoft? It... No, it's Spike Chunsoft. Oh, okay. It's, the same, that... that, it's the same people that developed Danganronpa, actually. It's... Is it? Interesting. Yeah. So it's just interesting to see, like, from everything I've heard from people who, who follow this stuff, like, this is a better wrestling game than the WWE games. Yes. By a fucking mile, this is a better wrestling game. Than, but does like, it... Because it is... 
but, but it doesn't have like the production the value of names. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the yeah because it's supposed to be state because it's Fire Pro and everything is like two D. You don't yeah. have like the high res three D models and the super fancy entrances okay, yeah. or anything suppose, like that. You don't have any of that. I suppose production values is probably the wrong word because those games, the WWE ones, are bugged to fuck every single oh, yeah, year. Yeah. Um, but they they at least have the models and the 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 entrances yeah. the music the entrances all are stuff. all right yeah it's and like with the new japan stuff they have all that stuff right as well like they have the entrance music and the the vo for the tron and all that stuff right. is all correct it's just because it's a 2d model they can't animate as well so they can't do yeah. what they would normally do on the way to the ring like kenny omega has a very specific set of things that he does on his way to the ring yeah and he can't really do that in a 2d setting because it involves a lot of him moving around so here's here's, here's a question that you're gonna have to kind of speculate on would this it, yeah do you think nukes are worried? No, like because it's a different thing. Nukes have got you, yeah, because it's a different thing, and like I'm guessing nukes will probably have the same sort of mentality as WWE do, where behind the scenes you know that WWE are kind of worried about how popular New Japan and stuff is getting. Sure, but they know that they're in a fucking huge. They're a billion billion dollar company. Like sure. they signed they, that new TV deal that they signed with fox or whoever it is that's showing raw now was like multiple billions of dollars really? so like they know okay. they know it they are fine like they're they're worried because people people are pointing in new japan going this is way better than the show you're putting on yeah but they don't care like it's people are still gonna watch wwe they're still gonna make a shit ton of money it's, and I, I suppose it's one of those things where like those games sell a quadrillion copies every year so yeah exactly that, like it's the it, same sort of thing the people that like new the, the people that like WWE are going to go to WWE. Like, Ukes don't really care because they know people are going to buy it because people like but WWE it, stuff. I think, like, if there was another wrestling game to appear, that even if it didn't have the licensing or it went for, like, a different licensing, like, it can, can you imagine if there was a game that did the, that was based on the, that, the Mexican wrestling, the Lucha, Lucha Underground AAA stuff? or something. Or Lucha Underground, yeah, like yeah. AAA or like yeah, like, yeah, like, somebody made a video game of that based on a license that's not WWE or, or New Japan, right? And they yeah. they make a decent wrestling game that em- that echoes that, whatever their license is. So, like, Lucha Underground yeah. being batshit insane, like, they go for that. Yes. If they have yeah. a, if there's another company oh, out there with a yeah. 3D wrestling engine that is better than the Ukes one, which it sounds like wouldn't be too difficult... Yeah. Um, that would be the point where maybe Ukes get worried because then WWE maybe, can look yeah. at that and go like, why would we license this thing to you when this is a better product? Yeah. But also, do WWE care? Maybe no, not. probably not. Probably not. It's, it's an interesting time. Knowing, knowing, knowing how blind WWE are to a lot of this sort of thing, Yeah, they probably don't really care. It's They know sure. they're on top. Like It doesn't really matter at this what, point. What is the, the, the word on the street about... Uh, 2K19 or not 2K19 uh, um, WWE19 uh, they've not really changed a whole lot and it still seems broken to fuck so do they have the story mode uh, the story yeah. creator no they don't okay. have the they don't have the like storyline creation thing they've not had that in a while like, I know it's been a while. Like, yeah for the people yes, who don't I, 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 I understand that the thing that you care about is watching people go run over by like in town cars like, all the time the just constantly yeah. um, but t- that doesn't exist anymore but right all you've done now is make me think about how good a fucking wrestling game would be if there was a Lucha Underground storyline. Yeah, like... Because fuck, that would be really it, good. It <laughs> seems like a thing that... Like, for some reason, it brings... it, it In my head, it's... Oh, there was a really, like, kind of grimy wrestling game... Uh, fighting game from the PS3 era. Oh, it God. Was, it, had a very, it had a very kind of... Um, 
uh, like kind of sepia toned look to it. I mean, I'll look it up during the break. There was something okay, specific yeah. that I looked at that and went like, if 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 they made Lucha Underground kind of with that kind of gritty style on it, like that could be well, a thing that's yeah, that's already what Lucha Underground is. Like, exactly. You don't, you don't work with Guillermo del Toro and don't not Guillermo del Toro. Michelle, no, what's his uh, name? Not Rodriguez. I can't remember. No. Yeah, Rodriguez. That's yeah, one. Is, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you don't work with him without making it look a bit grindhouse. Totally. And fuck me, that's that show goes to fucking insane places but right. yeah that'd be but, so good but yeah like it like take it, like, it at that point you can use that wrestling engine to accurately do wrestling as opposed to being the kind of flashy entrances and the stupid animations yeah. and all that kind of stuff but everything's you know? all broken yeah. yeah exactly that'd be cool but yeah fire pro really good wrestling game if you want a really good wrestling game you can play that sure. um it's great we should I, i'm bet i'm best friends with some of the new japan roster now so i'm happy <laughs> like you've, you've achieved your life's goal at this point they're my best friends yeah I i'm should best actually... friends with i'm best friends with my anime dad hiroshi tanahashi <laughs> and it's the best i actually might get you to run me through some of that game i need to know what this thing is yeah, about. Sure. Like, enough people have told me about like i want to play it and i want you to coach me as a as, as, a, a, as, as a, a non-wrestling fan as a non-wrestling yeah. fan about what i can what's do that that's fine um so yeah, the couple other small things for me, like I um, put a bunch more time in Spider-Man. I think I'm wrapping up the main story based mm. on where the story's going. Yeah. I think I'm maybe a couple of missions away from that game's up. really fucking good. Yep, like, it's it really so is. Good. Um, the Just the movement makes that game so much more fun to play. Like Even the doing the basic collection stuff is just so rewarding, just being able to move about that city the way you can. There's a couple of annoying... Things where, like, if you're trying to be too exact with the movement, it gets a bit weird. So, like, some of the, um, do I mean some of the backpacks, for instance? Yeah. Which are in really awkward places. Like, if I'm just like, no, just land on the thing and let me move for a yeah, second. Yeah, you get you get into the situation where it's like he's not wall crawling around it, and then you jump off the wall, and then you run up the wall, and then it's, yep. it's, it's yeah, it gets. But I mean, it's, it's such it's such a small percentage of the game. It's really not worth worrying about. But it's just like compared to like just getting around that city, um, it's very cool. And um, what was the other thing? I I put some more time into um. What's the other thing? Oh yeah, I started playing Transistor again. Randomly, oh yeah, right. Because um, I wanted something, because I was kind of running out of stuff to play, and I was like, I should play. Because actually, what it was was out of nowhere. Um, my wife said to me, like, should I play Bastion? I was like, where did this come from? Like, I can't, I can't remember how it came up, but it was one of the 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 book she- series she's reading at the minute has a very kind of Bastion feel to it. Yeah. Where it's like the kind of fake Western overlaid with magic stuff. Sure. And it was like yeah. a, a, um, I think she was, she's also listening to the Adventure Zone at the minute. And there's a section, one of the, the arcs in there where the soundtrack goes very kind of Firefly, Western-y. Yeah, that's kind the of third arc. Some of that. Yeah. Um, and then I think when, in the back behind the scenes thing, they referenced all like the, the narrator from Bastion and the music and all that kind of stuff. Um she was like, should I play that game? I was like, yeah, you probably should. Like, it's Yeah, it's, Bastion's really good. Bastion's it's a, good a game. really great game. And yeah. then I was like, actually, you know what? I liked, I preferred Transistor over Bastion. And I know that's a really unpopular... You're a crazy game. person. Yeah. Uh, totally. Like, I think Transistor's, that, Transistor's really good. Don't get me wrong. Transistor's a great video game. Yeah. But Bastion's just I should, better. I should actually go back and play through Bastion again. Because I never finished yeah. it. I got pretty close to the oh, end. That's, that's maybe your issue. Because oh, okay. that game's fucking great. Okay. Like, I should maybe play... Uh, I should maybe play Bastion again. But um, 
yeah, I started playing Transistor, and I I love that game so much. It's it it I think it got not unfairly compared to Bastion, but I think it's doing enough different stuff that people expected like something as revolutionary as Bastion was, and it just wasn't. Yeah, and I'm but like it was a it was a it was a development of the same sort of idea because it came from the same place. Like, yes. of course it's going to get compared to Bastion yeah. and it's a similar sort of style, but yeah, it's building on ideas. Is totally. Like- it's not like the complete 90 degrees that something like Pyre was where it was like, no, mm. here's space basketball as well as a visual novel. Like that's a very different yeah. type of game than Bastion was. Transistor had like the same movement by a different combat system. Um, and yeah, I'm probably going to finish that game again. Like I started playing it again. I was like, oh right, the upgrade system is, is, amazing and really yeah, flexible really smart. Yeah. and you could do some some big things with it um, and i love how it looks and how it sounds and all that. yeah it's it's something else and also this is me playing it on pc for the first time so yeah. like it it when you go back to games like that they always seem better in your head than when you see it again mm-hmm. but like for some reason playing on pc like it seems better looking than the last time i played it which doesn't make any sense but yeah it really seems like there's more detail in it than i remember um so yeah i'm gonna be spending a bunch of time on that because because, because <laughs> um yeah. i'd love for some for those games to come out and switch actually like if they could put out like a super giant not? if they could put out like a super giant pack on mm-hmm. switch or something like that i don't think they are or did they say they're coming? I, I, maybe, yeah, I, I just vaguely remember something about it, but maybe it's just everybody saying, yeah, these things should be on Switch. I don't really know. Supergiant. Because, because they probably should. They seem like, It seems like a no-brainer for that thing to be on Switch. Like it's... Supergiant, Switch. Bastion and Transistor on Nintendo Switch. Huh. There you go. Uh, September 13th for Bastion, November 1st for Transistor. Huh, okay, sure. So, sorry, so, so, so Bastion's already out on Switch. Uh, September. Oh, so yeah. Okay. So maybe I. Yeah, there oh, you so go. there you go. So maybe I should do that. Maybe when I'm in New York, when I'm traveling and stuff, I should get back yeah. to. Yeah. Bastion's not a terribly long it. game either, so you can. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that. Huh. You probably you could probably finish it on the flight over. Actually. Probably. It's... Well, I can't because I've got um, World Ends with You to play on the. Oh yeah. Right. That's out this. That's when out is that month. out? That's the end of this, this month, month, like twenty fourth okay. or something like that. I think. It's, okay. Or today cool. off my birthday, maybe. I can't remember. Um. But uh, yeah, so that that was the other that was the other thing that I, I put some more time into, sure. and then like yeah. like sidelined like a couple hours of Destiny every couple of nights and stuff like that. Yeah, um, of course. They're doing some interesting stuff with the end game there, where like I don't I don't know if you've seen any of the the stuff they've done, but so when they released the raid so there's the dreaming city right which is the end game area where you get in there and everyone is for like five minutes right the okay that end game area when you get into it so once you finish the forsaken campaign you get in there all of the enemies are like 20 20 light levels above where you end the campaign normally so you're already like massively outgunned but it's a good way to get get new loot and stuff like that so then the week after forsaken launched or the two weeks after forsaken launched the raid happens and then when the raids get finished, that unlocked a bunch of stuff in the Dreaming City of, like, new missions and stuff start changing. And then every week after that, the Dreaming City got progressively more and more corrupted by Taken, like, visually, as well as, like... Yeah. So, like, Taken portals started appearing and the whole place got darker and more shit would happen. So then they did... So last week, they did their the three-week reset that appears to be the thing that they're doing in Dreaming City, where stuff will cycle every three weeks. Uh, but they've written dialogue 
for the characters in the Dreaming City, like um, Petra and stuff like that, where they feel like deja vu is happening as characters, where they're like, I feel like I've done this before, and like the character will tell you, like, I feel weird, like, I feel like I've done this before, but I can't quite place my finger on it. So if they're going to do, like, a story through these three-week cycles, that's a really cool way of adding more story into this thing. Um, in a really weird, like, MMO mechanical way of doing it. Um, I don't know. I really appreciated that. We'll, we'll see what it sure. actually does. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll put some time into that. Um, I think that's everything I have. Do you have anything else? Yeah, so... I mean, I mean, it's, it might be kind of long, so I don't know if you want to do a break first. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at clock. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back and sure. talk about that. Um, so it's your music. So yes, you so I'm going to, just because I was doing a lot of it, I'm going to take something from the Transistor soundtrack. And I checked, and I don't think it's the one we did before. So Okay. Um, I'm gonna this do... is the problem when you've run a podcast for years. It's... Exactly. It's like, we probably put this in when Transistor first came out, but um, I want to do um, the other one. So this is oh god I've lost my, I've lost the name it's the first track on the the it's old something uh, <laughs> old oh god how do you not have the soundtrack I do I just I had to close uh, Spotify in case that was the thing that's messing up our our connection old friends there we go thank you right so this is old friends from the transistor soundtrack um chip post we can pick uh, the soundtrack up. For links we can pick up and we'll be back with some more after this. from the Transistor soundtrack um, check the post for links where you can pick that up although it's old at this point everyone probably yeah. owns it but still just the Darren, case Darren, Darren Cobb is one of our favourites on, he on is, the site yeah just he's all of the stuff man. he's done he has, a, he has a new just when I was looking through Spotify for picking that out he has an album out that doesn't seem related to a game uh, so he just has an album out yeah so I might, I need, okay. I might need to go check that out actually yeah that seems, um, that seems like good but yes you, have, you were playing something else yeah, so I uh, there was a sale on Steam like a week ago or something like that um, that I was just casually looking through it and I found um, Shadow of War, the sequel to Shadow of Mordor, right, was on sale for £10. And I huh. looked at it and I was like, oh yeah, they fixed that game. Like they took out all the microtransaction stuff. Yes, they and- did, right. Like it has no money input or whatever, and they've like rejigged the the progression. Maybe it's okay to like try that game for ten pounds and see what it's like. Um, sure. So yeah, I bought that because you were, you were uh, a big fan of the first game, right? Yeah, Shadow of Mordor was really fucking cool. It was it's 
it was one of it was definitely one of those open world games with like a lot of uh collectibles and like things to do in the world but like the the nemesis system really really pushed it over the edge mm-hmm. um of like something something you've re- never really seen in a video game that was it, it, the way that it reacted to you and the way you could interact with the world was something that they've never really done mm-hmm. um and shadow of war does that as well but takes it to like the next level of even more interaction more things that could happen sure um so for people that don't know, so before you Shadow War, it, before you did this, yeah. you're, you've started going kind of robotic again. Have I? Uh, you're kind of clipping. Like, is your like is your volume up high or something like that? Like your no. microphone volume? Like I'm looking at the the voice thing in Discord and it's not clipping. Okay. Uh, okay. Can we try the direct connection uh, thing again then? Just because it's going, it's not as bad as it was before. I just want to make sure that we can. Yeah, sure. Test this. sure. Try the direct call again. Yeah. Hi. Okay. Um, Hello. Yeah. Do you want to? It's. It'll be fine. Do you want to just go from there, and we'll see how this how this works. Does, does it show up on the recording? Yeah. I mean, I'm just getting directly what I hear in my headphones. So. Oh, okay. This sounds better for some reason. So let's go with that. So okay. Sure. Just go for your the explanation of what yeah. Shadow War is. So for people who don't know Shadow War, um, you play as the same character from the first game, Italian, who is uh resurrected ranger um who got killed during like the war of the black gate or something like that during lord of the rings mm-hmm. uh got resurrected by an ancient elf spirit called Celebrimbor, who was the creator one of the creators of the original rings of power and the this game shadow war starts with you creating a new ring for talion oh right uh, yes and the game basically involves you uh, trying to trying to stop you. This takes all. I think this takes place before Lord of the Rings, uh, and you're trying to stop. So far, you're trying to stop the Sar- Sauron get his hands on the Palantir, like the ball that he looks to the future in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do that by raising an army of your own orcs, because with Celebrimbor and the Rings power, you can turn the orcs to your side. Um, and you can create an army, and you can use that to kind of like root out the orcs in Middle Earth to path of, like forge a path to Sauron, effectively. Uh, and yeah, so the the fact that you're now instead of you just like finding captains and like getting information to find their weaknesses to take them down, you can also like take them over and use them in specific ways. So the Nemesis system goes a bit crazy where. Instead of it just being a whole bunch of like this orc has very specific things he's afraid of and like character traits, there are more of them and there are more things you can do with them, but there are yeah. also ways that they can interact with one another where like so I had the again, a lot of the stories about like Shadow War and stuff like that just revolved into what happened in your game because yeah. the Nemesis system lets you do that. Because it's also so random where, that everyone has their own stories that, that Yeah, so like I had like a guy who was he seemed like a fairly um normal meddling captain that i was just gonna go kill so i killed him but he has a trait called death defying which is like if he gets taken down in combat he stands up with half his health and has it back so i killed him he stood back up i killed him again uh by i think because i put an arrow into his head like it's just straight headshot dead sure um then ran about the world a bit more, and as I was going to try and kill another guard or another captain, he showed up again 
like ran at me and charged me down with metal like covering half of his head um and said like oh I did that arrow you put in my head you thought it killed me but I was revived and now I have the power of metal and it's like the, the whole half of his skull has been taken over by this metal plating I was like oh shit he's alive okay let's do this so I killed him again like this time like just sword through the head or whatever yeah. just t- took him out I was like okay he's dealt with that's fine played a little bit more he came back a third time <laughs> This time with metal entirely over his head. Like, his head was effectively Jeez. in a cage made out of plate metal. That was like, oh, that's you didn't stop me that time either. I'm here but I like to get my revenge again. And he keeps, like, gaining levels as well. So he got more and more difficult to fight the more he came back. Sure. Um, so he's now just covered in metal and was really, really angry at me. So just charged me down and tried to kill me. <laughs> so eventually just, like, yeah, killed him, decapitated him. Like, he's not coming back. It's fine. So there was that. And then I got the ability to start uh, to start building my army. So I started like taking orc captains over to come and fight for me. So I took over this guy. Uh, one of the things you can make your your guard captains do is um, go and like infiltrate another captain's like retune effectively and become like a bodyguard. Oh yeah, um, yeah. to take down like the the war bosses of the forts that you're trying to take over. And the way that they gain notoriety is in the fight pits. So you send yes. your guy to the fight pits. To go and fight other orcs to gain notoriety to become a bodyguard. So I sent one of my guys there and he got fucking massacred um, by this huge orc with like a poison mace. So I was like, okay, I'll recruit him instead. So I ran down to the ring after the fight where the guy was already on half health and went, okay, right, you're done. You work for me now. So it's fine. <laughs> he got away and worked for him. Sent him to the fight pitch. He died. Recruited the guy that beat him. And then like got to a point where it's like, okay, you're recruited. It's fine go away and do something else. I sent them to go away and do something else. I started the mission where I was going to uh, take out the war chief, like weaken the defenses of the fort and um, kill kill the war chief to make sure that when I try and take over the fort, it'll be an easier task. Mm-hmm. Started the mission, got into the fortress to try and root them out because you have to like do specific objectives to root out where the war chief is. Yep. So it's going about doing these objectives and an arrow hits me in the shoulder and I turn around and it's the guy that I'd recruited from the fight pits the second time <laughs> with one of my other bodyguards like by the neck with a crossbow pointed at his head going like, ah, you took me over, but I never really liked you and I never liked anything that you ever did. So I'm going to kill you now. Fire another crossbow bolt. Fire a crossbow bolt at the guy that I'd already recruited head and threw him down and then started to fight me. So he not only tried to kill me, he killed one of my other guards and then I had to kill him again. And it was, it was just this weird moment of like, but because the guy that he had killed was a berserker, which is just like the crazy people with two axes that run yep. at people, he got downed, but that enraged him. So he just stood back up and ran at this guy. So it was me and him versus this guy that had betrayed us. And I was like, oh, you're fucked now. This is going to be great. So he fought this guy on this rooftop, grabbed him by the neck and threw him off the roof. So threw him off the roof and he died but landed on the ground and caused the war chief to become alarmed. I was like, wait a minute, someone's here killing people. Everybody sounded the alarms. I went, ah, oh, shit, this is fucked this nice. up so bad. So it's just this weird moment of like four or five systems all interacting with each other. And it's all incredibly visible and incredibly reactionary, yeah. which is something that games don't really do that a lot. If you're impacting on systems, it's normally 
your impact as opposed to the system working on its own to come and impact you it's- yeah it'd be, it'd be very easy to be cynical about some of this stuff where like oh that's obviously a thing that's going to happen in everyone's game they're just going to swap out characters mm. and character names and all this stuff that i've heard enough stories about that game where like no that never happened to me and like no it's i've i like i've i've one of the guys that you were fighting i burned him with a with a thing and then that then became part of his main part of his character and you can like you can do things that will not kill them but they'll come back and like so you can do a thing where if you go to recruit someone and they're to a high level you can shame them which is actually putting like a giant white hand on their forehead yeah um and they lower in level and run away so you can then go and recruit them when they're a lower level yeah but when you go and find them again they'll be like you shamed you shamed me that one time, and then everybody hated me, and I got the shit kicked out of me, and like rip, list off all this stuff that happened, all because you shamed them. And he's like, "I hate you, and I'm going to kill you." So it's it. There are so many systems that can impact on one another that it's just it, it becomes insane at some points where some of the crazy stuff that can happen, like it's unprecedented what I've yeah. ever seen. It's really, really impressive. It's a really smart system. I, I, it's but, one of those systems I have zero idea how they put it together. Like it seems yeah, so I've, incomprehensible. I've got no how clue. You bring, how you, it, how and you take account of all that stuff. Yeah, and it's really good for just like, like, like I've just been saying, like it's dynamic storytelling and it's yeah, make totally. sure that everything's different so it's all unique. Like the actual, the story of the game itself is very high fantasy Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. but the little stories that you get out of this nemesis system are so much better than anything that you could get out of the main story. Which, which definitely feels like that was their gamble, right? Is that we don't yeah. we don't put too much in the main story because you're all going to be building your own stories anyway. Yeah, so, so they don't double down on the main story, they double down on the nemesis system, which is but the even smart the, idea. But it's, even the, I mean, we're probably the wrong people to make this call, but it sounds like the, the, the real, the main story bit that they wrote for this thing, like, pissed off enough Lord of the Rings fans that was like, why would yeah, you even bother doing this in the first place? Yeah, I'm not a big enough Lord of the Rings fan to be able to say what it does to the canon, but I remember but like, people not being happy about the it. The fact it that was... they opened the game with, here's another ring, yeah, and you're like, We Fuck. made a ring, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seemed, yeah, that seemed like a fucking crazy idea. Like, even as cursory as I like Lord of the Rings, even that seemed a bit crazy to me, yeah. but it, is. it seemed like a step but too yeah, far. The, 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 the stuff that you can get in the Nemesis system is just so much better. Sure. And the 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 process of you working your way through all these orcs to then take over a fort works works that way as well. So when you take out the main the war chiefs before you go and take out this fort to kind of lower the defenses, the main overlord of the the fort comes out and like gives his big speech. But like if you fuck with all of his war chiefs, he's just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do at this point. It's like <laughs> He he understands that he's kind of fucked, and it was pretty awesome to sit and watch that happen. Where it's like all oh, my war chiefs are dead, and I my defenses are lowered, and all right, we'll just fight this out. And he runs back in his te- fortress. I was like, oh, that's that's it's cool that they wrote something for that that it is reactionary in that way. <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah, it's so good. And is that, like the is that game the still individual. A, sorry, is that yeah, game still I don't on know sale? That, don't think so. I I'll think it was like a weekend I'll developer check. sale. Um, and like the individual um, personalities of all the orcs are all different. So like they can, they like there are crazy people that are like they let maggots live in their body and they they like rot out their flesh and they're just crazy. But then you get people who are like um, bards, like they'll sing songs and they'll still talk about how they want to kill you and stuff. But yeah, they'll yeah. do it in song format with instruments and stuff. That's great. With, and like 
Now, one of the best ones I've seen was like there was a guy that I was taking over that I was trying to fight called I think it was something the thick I think was his title was the thick and he couldn't he could barely speak all he could say was I don't know so every line of dialogue he had was just him in various inflections saying I don't know and because he's dumb and it was that characteristic it made him like that and it was really clever Sometimes the, sometimes with the, these kind of procedural systems, the most memorable ones are the ones where the system kind of broke a little bit. Where, like, yeah. the random roles have generated somebody who is just so thick that that's yeah, he's the so way to go. pathetic, and, like, he had so many weaknesses, and it was just it was just a pathetic arc to somehow find himself in this captain position. That's it was great. so It was so great. That's cool. And, yeah, if, if, if you followed this out for a long time, you'll remember when uh, the E3, where this game got announced, they showed the um, the cutscenes of you and this big orc called Bruce. Or oh Bruce, yes, Bruce. The column. Yeah. So yes, I have I have met him. I am safe to say that Bruce continues to be fucking amazing. He's the one with the, he's the one with the, like the kind of Australian accent, right? Yeah, the, the, the yeah. New Zealandy sort of accent. Yeah, yeah. He is fantastic. <laughs> he is so good. I love him so much. Good. And I don't want anything bad to happen to him. He's the nice. best. I, I, I like that. There's at least one written arc in that storyline yeah it seems like it's oh, it's, so, it's so good he's got so many good lines it's just like it, it, it's the fact that he's he's smart enough to be able to like crack jokes and be wise cracking but at the end of the day all he wants to do is just punch people sure. it's, it's that really good i really like that sort of character that's kind of like the smart brute where because yeah. it counters the sort of like the D trope of the Low intelligence, high strength. Yeah, yeah. They sort of like either that one or the opposite thing, where it's kind of like the swashbuckling hero who's like he's really good at combat and makes like dumb combat quips, but he is like inherently massively good at the end of the day. Yeah. So he'd like like your sort of lawful good paladin sort of right. style thing. Yeah. This is like this is like chaotic neutral sort of like I just want to kill stuff and <laughs> I'm smart enough to be able to like have banter and he's, he's just great bruce nice. is just amazing good yeah awesome but yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's a with all of the microtransaction stuff taken out of that game and because i've never experienced it i don't know what that was like beforehand it seems like a really solid game like it's, it'd be interesting to see like the end game stuff because that was yeah. the bit that people said like that's where the microtransactions really started to bite people so it'd be interesting yeah. to see when you get there what that's like now actually yeah no, um, it would be interesting, but yeah, to, for right now it just seems like a really solid, fun open world game. Sure, like it's, uh, it's no longer in sales. Back up to thirty four ninety nine on Steam in the minute. Yeah, so, so yeah. Um, yeah, and for for ten quid, it was it very seems, very good. So. It seems prime to be a humble monthly game. That feels like a game yes. that would yeah. would come to that service eventually. Um, they're doing just as a sideline. They're doing Overwatch this month in the hum- yeah humble. yeah Overwatch for free. Um, and it's Overwatch for free. And then if you stay subscribed to monthly. This month, between now, November, and December, you get a free golden loot box every month Ooh. as well. So they're tying stuff in, which is interesting. Um, Humble Monthly continues to be great value for money. Like they've done, do, some, yeah. they've done some good like stuff in there. Deal. And a lot of like smaller side stuff that I had seen in passing, but never really would have thought to go, go see. Um, yeah, it's good. Okay, um, there's a couple of big news stories I kind of want to at least hit here Um, but some of the smaller stuff I thought was kind of interesting Um, the did you see the footage of that Harry Potter open world game that was floating about Uh, I don't think so I will will pass you a link here but basically there was a there's a Harry Potter game that apparently is still in development 
um, according to sources. Um, and it's a... Uh, this is an Avalanche software game. Um, oh, okay. So it seems like it's set in the like, kind of Fantastic Beasts era. Um, and the footage, if you watch it, has a... It, I don't know why. I think it was maybe the iconography or stuff that's in there, but it had a kind of Skyrim-y feel. I mean, um, the video's been taken down now. Oh, has it? Yeah. That, in that yeah. link? Wow. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, but it was very much... It was shot off a screen... It was, um, apparently it came as a source um, from a Reddit user who got, uh, who was part of a focus test. Like, he went, he was, it, like, there was a set, there was, like, a stall in a mall somewhere. He was like, hey, do you want to see this video game? And they took him in and said, please don't record anything off the screen. And he just recorded the whole thing off the screen and then put it Of course he did, yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently it's in development and it's probably going to get announced soon, I assume. But it's a sure. Warner Brothers Avalanche Studios game. Um, it looked interesting. I just want to really want to see what it is. Um, there's a so the news, your news of the week. The Danganronpa Zero Escape creators are teaming up for a new game. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> as as someone who's I've I've now committed by the time that game comes out, I'll have finished both the Danganronpa and the Zero Escape games yep. because the people that I've talked to that I've said like, oh yeah, I've got into like visual novels. Like I really like Danganronpa. They're like, you should play these zero escape games now. Yep. I was like, like really heavily implying that these are the ones that you should do. <laughs> um, so, so when so I finish three, I'm going to move on to zero escape. And then apparently those guys are working together. So that's yeah. going to be cool. So they've both left Spike Chunsoft and I've started their own studio. Um, oh, cool. Which is what they're doing in this. The game's called Death March Club, planned to release in 2020. Yep. Um, follows that a, sounds like a thing that could be from the Danganronpa creator. Yep. That's, follows yeah. a group of well, here you go. Here's the here's the main plotline that they've given so far. Follows a group of dozen misfit school kids, each around twelve, who get into a car accident on a class trip and wake up to find themselves in an abandoned underwater amusement park where a clown forces them to play a battle royale style murder game. Yep, that sounds. Yep, that sounds like it. Yep, that <laughs> sounds like Danganronpa. That sounds like exactly Danganronpa. So yeah, that would be. That would be interesting. I'm, I'm, really, I'm on board. Like that sounds okay. There's some great screenshots here of a really interesting kind of. Let kind me of, see. Can you link me? Yeah, to that as sorry. Well? Um, like the screenshots look. Some of them look very kind of almost Pokemon-ish, and then you go down. It's like no, that's a very realistic-looking world underneath it. It's a cool look. Um, oh yeah, look at this. Looks nice. Um, that's, like yeah. a, that's a really unique style, actually. Yeah. That's cool art. Um, so yeah, I guess it's supposed to be 12, so yeah. Yeah, 2020 for that, apparently. Cool. Um, a bunch of game developers have said, or have basically told um, various news outlets that the PSN name change is finally happening, because they've, they've all been given some documentation about how to implement various parts of their game to take account of this. Um, and also, some this, this was a kind of interesting side thing for, for somebody like myself, where a lot of the reasons why the proposed reason for why PSN IDs were not going to get changed was what I assumed it was, which is if you're ever building a system that has like like a user system, yeah, you always tie your um, data to an ID, not to the actual name, because the name because that that leaves you the ability to change names. But it yeah. seems like PSN was built where the name is the unique identifier. So ah, if that okay. changes, 
that becomes very difficult, but it seems like they're they're changing that in the APIs and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see. I was going to say, as, as, as someone who may understand that, is yeah. that like an easy fix? Do you know? No, not in any way. It's not an easy fix. It is entirely, like, if that's actually what's happened, it makes perfect sense why they've taken this long to actually this do long, it. Yeah. It's probably a significant, um, significant engineering um, task to sure. do that. And also like, the backlash that's going to ha- that is probably undoubtedly going to happen where there are going to be ga- multiplayer games that are still running that this will break for that they're not going to that the developers are not going to put patches out for so expect some broken oh, games sure. so i have no idea we'll see how it goes um there's uh xcom 2 dlc pack coming mm, in yeah. october december yes december uh, it will be free to all owners of world of the chosen um, and it's a bunch of content that is a celebration of the original XCOM, as well as uh, the anniversary of XCOM Two, as well. Is it? Is it not meant? Is it not like a DLC pack that's supposed to tie one and two? So together? yeah, it, it ties one and two together. There's a basically there's a bunch of um, they are uh, the, the extra missions are like combat only. There's no overworld for these missions. There's no right. um, strategy layer for these. So there's uh, they include missions like. Um, Flash in the Past, which is after the fall of XCOM HQ, Central Officer Bradford begins his journey to build the resistance by returning to where it all began. There's a there's a mission about a uh, fledgling radio DJ is reaching an audience he didn't intend, and it's up to Central to save the DJ from an endless horde of hungry listeners. Uh, there's a mission with Shen. There's um, a mission about Advent kidnapping members of the resistance. So there's some stuff in there, basically. There's some, there's new weapons, there's new equipment that's based on some of the old XCOM stuff. Um, there's new tile sets that are, that are based on some of the old XCOM levels. And also there's a new soundtrack as well that is a... Re, it's not a remaster, but it's like the old XCOM soundtrack redone with modern... Um, inspired by the music from the original XCOM. Yeah. Which in that trailer they showed out, it sounds like that. It sounds like a good version of that. Um, so that's December 3rd and then the last thing I had here a lot of things we don't actually really care about have come together in a thing that is actually kind of interesting where there was some controversy in the Swiss Football League a couple of weeks ago did you see this? no Um, so I'm just going to read this from the Qatar article Um, a football game in the Swiss League was halted on Sunday when fans threw tennis balls and control pads some emblazoned with the word fuck esports onto the the pitch so apparently okay. apparently it's the thing that's happening where uh, the Swiss Super League which is the Swiss Football League um, some fans from one side started throwing controllers and, uh, and unfurled a massive black and white banner with a pause symbol on it um, in protest because apparently what's been happening is some of the Swiss teams and some actual other European teams have started having esports team and they've been like they've bought strips and they've been advertising like their esports team for playing FIFA and stuff like that associated right, okay. with the actual football team so like this is the official Young Burns esports team and fa- fans are pissed because that's money that they could have been spent on their real team quote unquote real team so on top of that I just really like the idea of people throwing PS3 controllers onto a field saying fuck esports like, yeah. like, there's a fantastic Anything image says fuck esports um, which I will send you the link to this image from the story, but like that's a really good picture of uh, yeah, that's a really good picture. I like that. Oh, I think we've lost Callum. 
Hello? Hello? There we go. Hello. Hi. I have no idea Hi. what happened there. Just, no uh, idea. I think my internet is freaked out for a second. Um, okay. okay, I'll just pick up. Um, so yeah, I've sent you that picture of which is a fantastic image of just this controller oh, yeah. with so fucking sports written on it. Something else. It's, uh, things with fucking sports written on it are are pretty great. Yeah. I like that sentiment. Yes, for sure. Um, and then there was a little bit of um, gamer baby controversy this this week as well, or last week it was with weirdly enough from the Rome Total War community. Did you see? Oh, just thinking about female generals. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a whole. The short version of the story is that basically somebody posted a screenshot of their um, Rome Total War 2 or Total War Rome 2 game where all of their generals were, were women and they said like, I don't know, they screamed SGW or something. I don't know what it was. It was fucking yeah. nonsense, whatever it was. Um, and this went on for a while. The The game got review bombed on Steam um, with a bunch of people complaining and then my favorite part was this was the official Total War Twitter account then put out a statement um which has a lot of the stuff in there which is very so the main uh, thing of it here is the first paragraph which says there have been no changes to recruitable female general spawn rates but the addition of the family tree feature and the new gameplay options it brings playable factions may gain more female family members via marriage um female characters appear throughout the game but have between a 10 and 15 percent chance of appearing as recruitable generals for some of the factions the exceptions are the greek states and some eastern factions which have zero percent and the kush which have a 50 percent chance this is to broadly represent the cultural differences in those factions during the game the time is set we yeah. have no plans to patch this out or remove this feature from the game yeah like it feels like that entire statement should have ended with the why word. would you yeah yeah fuck you <laughs> was basically the, the end of that thing yeah um yeah, like absolutely nothing had changed. People were getting fucking angry over nothing, like most of them are. Um, and I just thought it was great that the official tourist statement was, shut the fuck up. Nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do anything about it. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the two big stories that kind of took over the past couple of weeks was the closure Fortnite! of... Fortnite! <laughs> Wait, what? Is that the big story about crossplay? Is that one of the big stories? Oh, so that's one of them. So we'll start with that yeah. one. Yeah, um, so... As I put on Twitter, Sony blinked, um, yeah. and I, I need to actually get the exact statement because it was the most bullshit statement I've heard in a long yeah, time. Yeah, they tried to, yeah, because someone I knew tried to talk about this that was like, oh, it looks like Sony are adding crossplay for Fortnite, that's great. And I was like, no, they came into pressure. I like yeah. The statement that they put out was like, very like self-assuring where they were like we have found a way and i was like fuck you no you didn't you had a switch somewhere and it's like don't worry guys we're here for you and we have discovered a way for you to play fortnite with the people on the xbox it just like, it, it felt very oh that's weird what apparently the https certificate for the playstation blog has disappeared gone outdated oh good i can't can you do me a favor and just go here and tell me if your browser says it's bad? Because this is the this is the article. No, my browser says it's fine. Okay, something's wrong with my internet. I'll need to fix that in a bit. But anyway, so this is the official blog post that they announced it. And it wasn't even like particularly advertised. I saw it as a statement from the like PlayStation Twitter account. Where do they link to you, it? Do you want do you want the first paragraph of no, this? I've got I've got it here. It says my browser okay, went a bit sure. weird with it. 
following a, from John Cadera, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Yep. Following a comprehensive evaluation process, SIE has identified a path towards supporting cross-platform features for select third-party content. We recognize that PS4 players have been eagerly awaiting an update, and we appreciate the community's continued patience as we have navigated through this issue to find a solution. Fuck you. Let's, not- yeah, let's be clear. There was no navigated through this issue to find a solution. This was a yeah. 100% business-led decision that... Yeah. As happened accidentally, they did like they there's, did yeah, this. There's no, there's no navigating because they did it accidentally before. Like they had a switch, and I think it was Rocket League started to work with crossplay. Yeah, and then they turned it off. So it's not they I know think it was, how. Was it not Fortnite? I think no, it was actually was it, was it Fortnite? I think it was Fortnite okay. they did it for, but they but did yes. they did something and it worked, and then they turned it off. So it was very. They weren't navigating anything. They knew exactly where they were going and they knew how to do it. It was a business move of. Them finally going, oh shit! People are getting more and more angry with us. Okay, let's do it. Like yeah. that's. Um, so there's some interesting stuff in there, like so the repercussions of it. So it's currently so the the short of it is that it's currently the cross platform is currently enabled on Fortnite as a beta, whatever the fuck that means, but yeah. it is now on and working as intended. Um, so the, first, uh, the opening beta, beta beginning last week or this week, whenever it came on, they allow cross-platform play progression and commerce across PS4, Android, iOS, which Xbox One and Windows and Mac. So that's yeah. basically everything playing with everything. Yep. There's some interesting fallout that came out of this, uh, where very, very quickly, uh, as if there was conversations happening about this already, um, Epic came out with a statement and was like, "We are have here are the stuff we have right now." Here's how you fix the, you cannot log in with your account on anything if you have a PS4 account. Here's how to fix that. We are actively working on something to let you merge accounts. So if you created a, a secondary account for other platforms, here's how you're going to merge them. All of this stuff very quickly started taking uh, gathering speed and, and, and picking up. So there's all of that stuff, which is purely Fortnite. The other side of this is like, so what happens now? Do... Every studio out there who's putting out a game now knocking on Sony's door going, okay, let's fucking do this. Yeah, right? let's do this, yeah. Um, so, like, Rocket, like, League, like, Rocket League's the obvious yeah. one, but... Rocket League, things like maybe Destiny, maybe Call of Duty, like, Battlefield, all of these things are now like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And like, it's interesting, it's not- right? It, it, the Call of Duty one's an interesting case where they've never... Like, they, it's not ever a case of they've never pushed this. And even if, yeah. like, even if Microsoft being on the back foot for some of this generation or for most of this generation, I suppose Sony then got the the Call of Duty not license, but they got the Call yeah. of Duty bonus stuff, Exclusivity right? deals, yeah. yeah. So naturally they wouldn't, but it'd be interesting if Call of Duty is the next big one that's like here it is, like cross platform, like it solves yeah. a lot of their problems, especially as Call of Duty has kind of peaked and is starting to to slide back. Like, yeah. if they can save their player counts by saying, like, no, you can just fucking play on everything now. Um, maybe with the exclusion of PC gaining, for... Gaining popularity reasons. and sliding back entirely by including a Battle Royale mode. But that's... That's a different... A whole yeah. different conversation. But, I mean, it's also, like, the, the traditional arguments for not having cross-platform play of... One, like, just generally, these are competing companies that are going to talk to each other. Yeah, if you, if you can bypass that, which it looks like they have, the next thing is like okay, mainly it's console to PC, where like PC have mouse and keyboard, yeah. consoles don't. That's unfair. It was also announced this week that Xbox is getting mouse and keyboard support, so yep. that 
is going to get more and more complicated as it turns out. Um, so there's all that side of it. And then there's just the kind of business stuff of like the, the, the stuff we talked about when we were talking about um, Fortnite specifically when, the, when this all happened at E3 of like, okay, if you have a shared account and it goes across PS4 and PC and Xbox, what happens to your stores where you're buying your free-to-play content, right? Like, yeah. where do you buy your V-Bucks? How do you keep... So at that point, do you then have like, ah, well, Sony, the PSN store is having a sale on V-Bucks this month, so I'm going to buy it there. Ah, but my the Nintendo, the eShop is having this exclusive costume, so I'm buying it. So now you, know, you end up with these... Where the, you can play the game everywhere, but each site, I'm going to take a guess, is going to have their own sales and um, items and stuff like that that are exclusive for them. And it definitely sounds like in this beta point, there's some stuff that is... Some of the exclusivity does not seem to be carrying over, where there's like a Nintendo-specific costume you can buy that wasn't showing up yeah. in Sony stuff. There's also the, there, was a, there was a Sony one as well. I'm pretty sure for when Fortnite launched on PS4. Yeah, that, that's like that oh, but I assume that's just a content pack that gets pushed as a patch to everything else, the same way they used to do for for other games of that type. Um, but yeah, just like having, yeah, like having a Crash Bandicoot costume in a Microsoft game would just be you know like that kind of weirdness starts to then happen. Um, it's fascinating to see how this is going to go. Like, can you imagine if Activision knocks on your door with, with the Destiny 2 stuff and going like, okay, I know we've got an exclusive partnership, but we need to solve yeah. this problem, like, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and this is basically it. Like, this is the point of no return. Like, you cannot yeah. then... You cannot, for the no... P- you cannot then for the PS5 roll this back and go like, nope, we're switching off again. Like, this is it. This is it happening. Well, the the way that they can... The, I've been thinking about this. The way that they can get around it, at least for a little bit, is saying that it's in beta... And being like, oh, it's beta, so we can't have too much. Um, yeah. And then they can just like hold that for as long as possible, yeah. and then the argument becomes you need to bring this out of beta. It's and also like the wording I mean, of it's, the it's a shit. It's a, it's a shit excuse, but it's totally an excuse I can see from a business perspective somebody going with. Yeah. And and yeah. it's weird, like the, the stuff we're never going to see and never going to be able to confirm without leaks and stuff like that. But the fact that their statement says specifically says select third party content. Like, is that yeah. an extra tier you're going to have to pay to get your game on a yeah. platform? Like, because when you look at the stuff that this, I mean, obviously this really kicked off big with Fortnite, but then like there's yep. the Fallout 76 thing of Todd Howard going like, we can't do cross-platform because Sony won't play ball. Yeah. So like, no, it's not going to get cross-platform and it's Sony's fault. Like, is that conversation now happening behind the scenes where... You, I... I... You would have to assume that there are now meetings going on at Sony with people that are... There is a department dealing with this, right? Yeah. Their third-party relations department is currently on fire with all of the the calls that are coming in. Yeah, totally. And it, it'd of, be like, inter- of everybody just going, okay, let's let's make this happen. Like, how do totally. we, yeah. And it's interesting as well when you look at how other companies have solved this problem already. When you look at like um, Street Fighter, for instance, which doesn't have cross-platform play, but no. your progress is ser- stored server-side because you, you're you using a Capcom name, right? Yes. Like you have to have a Capcom account. so. That sounds right. I so can't remember, though. if you're Capcom, it's great that you now have a, a, a consolidated player base, but you've then lost out on people signing up for your service because then yeah. you don't need to anymore because everyone just uses their own name. Um, 
there's a lot of business stuff that's going to get worked out over this, but generally, if this all goes correctly, this is a good move and this is a good oh, solid yeah. advantage for this, everyone. This, this is only good for people who play video games. Like yep. it's is good for I, us. Yeah, and it is definitely a, like like I say, it's a thing that they can't. It would be very difficult for them to sell a reason for either side, for Microsoft or Sony, for whatever the next system is, to then roll back. Yeah, because yeah. Microsoft put out the the Xbox 720 or whatever the fuck they're going to call it, the Xbox 4, and um, they don't have this feature because they are then have the quote-unquote better system and they play that game. Like, that's not yeah. going to go well for them either. So the hope is that this is the baseline now and it's only going to get better. But we've, we've been wrong about this shit before, so we'll see. Yeah, totally. Um, but it would seem really strange if they then decided to roll back. Like, that's not... That that just seems like it's totally a move that they could do, but like you're gonna lose so much. So, um, yeah, they'd be so angry. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any real sense. Um. So yeah. So then the other big story um, of the past couple of weeks was the closing of Telltale, um, yeah. which was a story that seemed to get worse and worse as the day went on. Um. So basically, what happened? Um. For for people who have who haven't seen any of this. Telltale, uh, I think it was two, it wasn't this week, it was last Friday. Yeah. All their staff went in, oh, September 21st then, um, all their staff came in on the Friday, they were all brought into a room and said Telltale is no longer, is no not here. 90% of their staff were told to leave the building within half an hour, They none of them got any severance pay, their health insurance was cut off after a week, um, and that was it, and it seemed like there was not a lot of warning or not a lot of communication from up on high that this was going to happen. And the remaining staff they had left over, they said was a skeleton crew to finish the Minecraft story mode for Netflix, I think was the the final thing for that, which is a thing I didn't know existed, but makes total sense. Um, And then the presumption there is that once that's finished, those people will also be let go and Telltale is officially no more at that point. Um. There's been a lot of reporting like that is would take forever to go through, but there's a lot of really good reporting out there. I know that um, Kotaku had a really good write-up of here's what happened from inside and from a lot of like anonymous sourced things yeah. of like, yeah, this whole place has been managed pretty terribly and that it was basically constant crunch and it was it's definitely yeah, it was seemed- people it was people crunching for one game then moving teams to crunch for another game and just did not seem fair on anybody at all but because they, uh, they did like they they staffed up like ludicrously quickly yes. um after the success of fallout uh, not fallout walking dead season one yeah it um, seemed like even to people and who... got a whole bunch of projects and just it seemed too fast and, and obviously that's come back to bite them but it's... yeah um it seems like they tried to capitalize on um on the success that they had that I don't think even they really saw coming. Um, And then, yeah, like you said, staffed up up hugely, got a bunch of products that then started to fall together. I wish I could find, I'm really disappointed I didn't keep the big article. Um, But there was a really good... They had like Minecraft and Game of Thrones and they had that Marvel deal and they had Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us and all that like all this stuff like really really quickly like every other month it seemed like they were working on a new game 
do, like, do you remember that? Like, do you remember, do you remember that? Sustainable. Do you remember that E three from like two or three years ago where they were like they're doing every game here? Yeah, it seems like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the art club I was looking at it was um, Megan uh, Fart. Oh, I can never pronounce her second name. Farouk Manesh, I think yeah. uh, uh, the Verge. Um, she has a huge, really good article on that she sourced from a bunch of people inside Telltale anonymously um, saying what was going on. And they said there was actually some... So some of the stuff that came out of that was there were actually some good moments. So do you remember the start of this year, I think it was? They had a big layoff. Um, yeah. I think they lost like 25% of their staff or something like that. That was their new CEO that got brought in to fix a lot of their issues. And they said... Uh, some of the people were saying like that was a positive move for the people obviously not for the people who who were let go but the people who were there like it seemed like the company was getting back on track and becoming a much more healthy place to work at that point um but then the the big thing that was the kind of nail in the coffin was they had two licenses that they were working with or two deals that they were trying to settle um potential investors who dropped out the last second so this is from the, the verge article um on the thursday Two companies decided against investing in Telltale. Investing in Telltale, when contacted by the Verge, one of the two companies, AMC, declined to comment. The second, according to Variety, was South Korean mobile gaming company Smilegate. "Quote: We were told that one backer pulled out at two p.m. on Thursday, and the other at seven p.m. on the Thursday." Um, a former Telltale employee tells the Verge, "It was immediate, and then both of them backed out. And they said once those deals fell through, that was it. That was the final nail. And then the Friday, sure. it was all over." So, um. It's interesting that AMC was going in because AMC obviously prefers The Walking Dead, but not yep. the people that were responsible for. Because the the Telltale one was based on the comics, it was the Kirkman license, not the AMC license. Yeah. So it's interesting to see if they were going to maybe do something there that fell through, and then who knows what the Smilegate thing was? We don't actually know, but um, it was it was it was one of those things where like when you see that those two deals falling through and then everyone disappearing on the Friday, like the that as a company. We're basically working license fee to license fee. It seems like like barely yeah. keeping their head above the surface. Um, I highly recommend people read this article. There's a lot in it. Um, hmm. But yeah, it's that is, and also like that studio is in San Francisco, like one of the most expensive places to live, not only in the US but in the world. To suddenly have yeah. zero severance pay and no health insurance after a week is a bad situation to be in. Yep. Um, and it's recalled, it's brought up a lot of calls for, so obviously like a lot of the, um, a lot of the studios in the San Francisco area, very quickly, like it was weird to see Ubisoft San Francisco basically organized a lunch and said yeah. like for everyone there, it was like, come talk to us, like we are looking for people here um, because Ubisoft already took two of the narrative and creative directors from Telltale like about a year and a half yeah. ago. So they obviously knew some of the talent there and were able to get that in. There was a bunch of people saying like, hey, we're hiring, we're hiring. The the, the same spreadsheet that seems to happen that gets created every time this happens gets sent out with all the jobs and all that kind of stuff. And then actually, because of where we are now, the um, uh, the Games Worker Union, who is the, the group who are trying to get unionization for game developers, had a big part to play as well. And they were like, no, this is why we need to do this because this is insane that this keeps happening. Um, so they were very vocal. Um, a yeah. lot of stuff's happening. It's so, good to see at least people like uh, rally together in situations it, like, like this. Is it is good to see, but it definitely shows that like no, because like we know what this is like because this is yeah. how this, this it's, works. It's indicative. It's indicative of a major problem with game development, and that's a bigger yep. conversation that is happening right now in yep. the world. But yep. and it's unfortunate so, that, that this is the thing that shows it off. But it's good that people are at least talking about it for sure. Yeah. 
Um, and then there was the news yesterday, I think, that... Um, so a lot of this as well was... One of the statements that Telltale put out was like, we are in conversations to finish The Walking Dead because it's the final season. Like the episode two was supposed to come out the week after the, sh- the studio basically lost all their employees. Yeah. yeah. And Telltale put out a statement going, we are actively looking at deals to finish The Walking Dead's final season. And the response to that, for, quite rarely for most people, was like, how about you pay the people that you've just let yeah, go? Fuck, fucking give them their severance pay. That's yeah. Before you start doing it. So then yesterday there was an a announcement from Skybound Games that said they are they have signed up to finish season four of The Walking Dead. So they apparently they've reached a, te- a deal with Telltale Games, whatever that means anymore. Yeah. Um, they'll allow Skybound to continue The Walking Dead the final season, promising more details to come soon. Um, the quote from them is Skybound will work with members of the original Telltale team to finish the story in a way that fans deserve and I have so many problems with that sentence but like the core one yeah. is like what happens after that game's finished with those devs who have now been hired like it's going to get let go again are they now part of Skybound yeah, who knows is this a contract point. like who knows and it's, it's the things that unfortunately well yeah that unfortunately like we will never know like that deal is never, never a thing that anyone will ever talk about um, but we'll have to see what happens. Well, Skybound, Skybound is Kirkman's development studio, right? Yes. Is that, yeah. I think so, and yes. They've done, they do they comics did, and stuff as well, right? They they have their own yeah. comics brand and things. They did, what, Slime Rancher? Was that them? Right. Yes, they did. I think so. Slime um, Rancher and I think The Long Dark is them. The Long Dark was them, for sure. Yeah. Um, I remember, that, now I'm looking at it, I remember the logo being in a bunch of video games. Um Yes, they have their own. They have Outrun, Outcast, sorry, which is their their um, uh, comics print. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, Oxenfree, they put that out as well. Oh, okay, cool. Thing. Um, so they've actually, they actually put out some games that people like. So that's oh, good. totally. Um, yeah. So yeah, but it's again, it's one of those things of like, what happens to those people? Like, do they kind of yeah. have to finish this thing and then they're part of Skybound? Like, who knows? Um. But yeah, the focus on, hey, we need to save this thing for the fans is indicative of, uh, like you said, indicative of a lot of problems with the game development space right now. Yeah. Of like, don't give a fuck if this game gets finished. Like, f- pay these people, like, let them yeah. continue to live rather than fix the, people, the game. The, the, the people that were on the internet saying, like, oh, if you really cared, you should go and finish it for free are yeah, just fucking because, morons. Because like, modders do it. It's like, no, you, yeah. you, actually, you don't understand how games do not understand works, this. So. Um, I was in the, like, I have those moments every now and then where, like, I saw that post. Uh, I think it was on, yeah. like, one of the Steam forums or something like that, or maybe on their official forums. Like, oh, no, they should just come back and do it just to, to finish it for the people who love it. And I, I wrote half an article that I was going to post on the website about, like, no, oh, you're a, you're, you don't understand this, and here's how this yeah. is a bad... Like, I, I might never finish it, but it was just... I was furious seeing that stuff. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Don't um, don't write stuff in anger. That's a bad no, idea. No, totally. Games are made by people. Yeah. People deserve to people live have and lives, eat yeah. and pay rent. That's yeah. the focus, not the games, for God's sake. Um Yeah, so that was that was the other big story, which will yeah. be interesting to see how that evolves over the next couple of couple of months. Um Yes, continue, continuing to go as the Yeah. Um and then, I mean, also kind of related in a, or in a similar vein at least, um Capcom Vancouver shut down, who are the Dead Rising Studio. They also yeah. shut down. Um, almost, yeah. I think it was the same week actually. Um, 158 people um, who are, who have been let go. There's a skeleton crew that will remain until January 2019 to finalize closure operations and logistics. So it's like a kind of 
last uh, kind of last cleaning cleaning of house before that studio shut sure. down. So, um, people need to start talking about taking union seriously. It's all I'm yep. going to say. But moving on. Yep. Um, cool. I think that's everything I've got. Um, oh, actually, the last thing—a clarification from the conversation we had last episode about the Nintendo Online um, yeah. service. We talked about like how that got announced and how it was a terrible announcement for it, and all yep. this. Anyway, uh, we had a conversation about, uh, or it was implied based on the, the text for that thing that when you when you um, when you let your subscription lapse, you will lose save games. I think yeah. that was the implied thing because it was very unclear about the text. They've come out and said that you will have six months to get your subscription back again and then okay, your saves sure. will be wiped. So it's not terrible, but um, better good, than it was but, before. Yeah. Again, that thing, I know it's cheap, still doesn't seem like a lot of money um, or still doesn't seem worth the money for the games no. that are right now. I think they're hoping that like when Smash Brothers comes out and you're like, that'll probably be the thing. But I don't know, Like you, you follow that community more than I do. Like, do people play Smash Online a lot? Yeah, like, well, the people that want to play Smash play Smash, and the only way they can do it is by is playing it online. Okay. So, yeah. Fair enough. So everybody's just waiting for Ultimate to come out anyway. Yeah. So. I actually want to see, actually, when, it, actually when we're done here, I might go do it, try it and just boot up Splatoon, see what it looks like when you try mm. and log on with the account to see what happens. I actually don't know. Um,. Yeah, so that's everything I've got. I don't know if you've got any, anything else. Uh, no major news stories, but everybody should go and source out those gifts of um, American football people doing uh, Dragon Ball Z celebrations. Oh, the Ginyu Force. When they get touchdowns. Yeah. They, no, it's the, they do the fusion dance. Fusion, and that's, sorry, yes, that's what yeah. it is. The Ginyu um, Force is different, but yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking great. There's a guy that does it and does like the Kamehameha when he throws the football. And it's, I saw that one. Great. That was good. I enjoyed that one. It's very, that's very, very good. That was good. It's great when um, people do shit like that. So what's happening? I'm just looking at the, the calendar to see what's happening. So we're going to get... The next, big, the next big one's RDR, right? Like that's... I think that's kind of it. Yeah, which is this month, yeah. right? Yeah, end, end of the month. Jesus. Okay. So we're going to get... Yes, so we'll definitely be here for the next episode and then the, 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 the following week... The following episode, I'm not going to be here, so we'll need to we'll, yeah. we'll work something out there. Um, but yeah, so RDR is the next big game. Um, World mm-hmm. Ends with You for Switch is next week, October 12th. Sure. So I will need to I will need to be getting that. Um, not much else really. No. Yeah, and then it's RDR really and switch. I've 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 made a I've made a horrible mistake, and a couple of my friends in America have said to me that they want to. Uh, try and learn how to play dota so i'm gonna start playing dota. oh wow huh. <laughs> when was the last time you played dota like oh like three years ago probably really? like a long time ago it's been a while okay um so yeah um so that'll be fun definitely uh yeah we're with you is the next thing and then we'll be having our episode for red dead comes out which would be interesting yeah i'm increasingly intrigued by that game like hearing the stories of people coming out previews and what they're focusing on and yeah. seeing some of those trailers, I'm it's like, there might be something like, here. We'll, we'll need to see. I'm not like I'm getting it regardless because yeah, I, I assumed you but, would be. Yeah. Um, in terms of site stuff, I did the last episode of uh, Riddle of Master Lou playthrough for old SPC <laughs> games. Fuck that game! Like mm-hmm. actually, fuck that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to the sec- section. I, went, I, I, I like stopped in and out of the stream as you were doing it, and it was just you looking more and more angry, casually looking at a guide. And I was like, "Yeah, this game seems dumb." There's like, a sec- so not- I got I got to a section I've never got to before, and I 
I, I, when I'm editing the video together, I might just cut out those bits in the middle. But there's a specific puzzle that I have zero, like, utterly zero idea how you're supposed to work that out yourself without just trying every object that you have on every other object. And it yeah. makes kind of logical sense, but not enough logical sense to actually be good as a puzzle. It's in- it's incredible how bad that thing is. And how That's much old adventure game is that? Totally, but like even for an old adventure game, like it's so cryptic. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So I am done with that game. Next time I do that, it will be with something, some different game. Um, Torrens Passage. Let's go back and do oh, that. Man, I was thinking about Torrens Passage last week, actually, about how much I enjoyed that game. Um, it's either going to be that I really event. don't. I really don't want to go back to it and remember it was fucking terrible though that's the problem visually it doesn't hold up I'll tell you that much but yeah yeah, we'll see um, it was either going to be that or Deathgate was going to be the next thing I looked at yeah those are the three yeah. those are the, the three big ones I really wanted to hit um, but yes until then GameIngineStart.com is the website where you can find all of our articles podcasts and videos will be up there we are on youtube.com slash start. Subscribe there and get notified when we put stuff up. Um, we are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search GameEngineStart, you'll find us there. Podcast at GameEngineStart.com is the email address. And that's us. We will see you in two weeks. Enjoy whatever it is you're playing. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. People that, people that are playing Monster Hunter should go and get the Halloween stuff. It's very good. Festival of the Lost starts October 16th. Okay, bye! <laughs> the piggy's so cute. He's in a little pumpkin. It's great. <laughs> I love my piggy. (laughs) I'm sure you do. (laughs) 